championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to Cover 49. My name is Tesh, and Bryant Young belongs in the Hall of Fame. Got my main man, Chrissy Chris, in the house from Fresno. What's up, Chris? What's up? What's up? What are you drinking tonight? Oh, man. Nothing, man. I'm uh, detoxing. (laughs) Right now at the moment. We got the bag man, Jamal, in the house. What's going on, Jamal? Evening, everybody. Good to see you guys again. Twice in one week. Twice in one week, getting rolling. And we got a guest in the house um, representing the Cardinals. We're kind of behind enemy line, if you will. Jess Root. I'm doing great. It's full. Well, cover the Cardinals right now is a heck of a lot of fun because they. Jess, uh, he, he doesn't want to toot his own horn, so I will for him. He mm. writes for US, USA Today. So he, Cardinal, he covers the Cardinals. He is a uh, certified credential media uh, for the USA Today, he writes for the Cards Wire, which is operated for USA Today, and then he hosts his own podcast called Rise Up See Red Podcast. So, if there's any Cardinal fans out there listening, uh, just uh, look up Jess Root, read his articles. The man says he's about pumping out ten articles a day, which is amazing. I, just, I feel oh. I feel really honored to have Jess here. Uh, <laughs> and so, I'm glad to be on. I love talking Cardinals, guys. Yep. Oh. Well, we love talking 49ers, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing is we're going to give a, a a just point of view of the matchup, how it goes. First, I want to uh, talk about the strengths of the Cardinals. Uh, Jess, what would you say the strongest asset of the team is? Well, obviously, you're going to look at number one. It's going to be the offense, um, which has proven to be pretty unstoppable so far. They, they put up over 400 yards and over 30 points in each of their first four games. Kyler Murray's number three in the league in passing. And in terms of passing yards, he's throwing the ball around to different guys. This is, although the offensive scheme is better, is is the same as it's been for the last couple of years, what we're seeing is production all over the place. Last year was kind of the DeAndre Hopkins show and then Kyler Murray running the ball. This year, Kyler's barely running. He, he's got three rushing touchdowns, but his rushing yards aren't – there's not much there. So he's throwing the ball around. DeAndre Hopkins has fewer catches. Okay, so I think it's four games. I think he's got – he's barely got more catches through four games than what he had in his day last year when he had the 14 catches against the 49ers. A.J. Green uh, looks like – doesn't look like an old A.J. Green. He looks like A.J. Green. Old. And they're getting production from Christian Kirk, from Titan Max Williams. And the running game has been as solid with the comp- with the combination of Chase Edmonds and and James Conner. And then you add him to Kyler Murray, his development. He looks like an MVP candidate right now. He's you know if you look at some of the odds out there, he is now the favorite to win the MVP in terms of betting odds. And, but don't sleep on the defense because even though in terms of yards they're not great, they're a top ten d- defense in terms of points allowed. They are number two in takeaways. They're number one in forced fumbles. They are number 10 in sacks. 
They're number six in third down percentage, and they were number two heading into last week going against the Rams, who were number two in third down offense. And so right now this, this team is playing at an extremely high level, but the biggest strength is their offense because through four games, no one has really been able to stop it thus far. And I think that is one of the big reasons why the defense has been good because the Cardinals have had leads in those games in the second half of the games. Uh, one thing that stands out real quick when you look up and down the roster is the wide receiver room. Uh, of course, you got Hopkins, you got A.J. Green, and you touched on it. Christian Kirk is holding his own. Uh, PFF has a ranked 10th overall out of all wide receivers in the league, which is great production from the number three wide receiver. But you guys got a rookie in Rondell Moore who is having production himself. Um, is there – I mean, Chris – is there a way to stop these guys? Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. We gotta get to Kyler Murray. Got to get to Kyler Murray. Got to get that pass rush going. Uh, Got to help out that secondary. It's like you guys were talking about the Cardinals' uh, aerial attack. They're spreading the ball all the way around to different guys. It's not like uh, like uh, just uh, Root said um, about uh, not just doing all DeAndre Hopkins. They're spreading around this this time around, this uh, year around. But uh, like I said, we just Stay disciplined. Uh, keep uh, get that pass rush in, uh, pass rush going. Uh, and try to uh, slow them down just a little bit. It's easier so, said than done, right? Just Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, you, I think uh, you said <laughs> when our pregame uh, or pre-host or pre-show, I uh, said that Kyler Murray is getting the ball out a lot faster than he he has been in the past. Is that right? He has been. He's making a lot better decisions, and he's you know frankly. They've been getting good tackle play to begin with. Uh, they had a he gave, they gave up a sack early to Leonard Floyd, but after that, and he had three sacks. But I, I don't know that I remember. I can't remember the number of sacks that he's had so far this season. But I think three of them have simply been when he runs out of bounds before the line of scrimmage, which is one of the frustrating things that he does. Uh, I, I know that the 49ers have that's one of their big strengths is their pass rush, and so between. Uh, Nick Bosa and D Ford and Eric Armstead, they do have a strong edge presence, uh, which is, you know, the Cardinals can neutralize that if they can, if they can run the ball early. Uh, if the, also the horizontal game with Rondell Moore and, and Christian Kirk has been, has been something that they haven't had as effective in years past. And so, that is where the 49ers can cause problems is that is that edge pressure. And unless the Cardinals establish kind of the run early, which will make those guys will make Bosa and, and Armstead and, and Ford have to slow up just a little bit, it'll make it easier. Now, that said, DJ Humphreys, and this is, this is kind of – I'm going to say this from the perspective of my son who's 20 years old. Uh, he says that Nick Bosa will get to meet his father again this weekend, DJ Humphreys. His <laughs> <laughs> Bosa has yet to pick up a sack in his career against the Cardinals. And not really, Humphreys has done a very nice job on Bosa early in his career. Jamal, where do you see the Niners' favorable matchup against the Cardinals? Yeah, I want to say that would. Um... I mean, I hate to say it, but I can see Debo Samuel having a little bit of a game against the 49ers secondary. A real familiar guy that's been tormenting us for years, Patrick Peterson, is long gone. Uh, Jess, how do you see the Cardinal secondary against our receivers? Well, that's that's the interesting thing is that you look at the secondary so far and you think that, you know, Patrick Peterson's gone. I will tell you this. Patrick Peterson had his moments last year. It was good. But his his he put, there were some games where he was bad last year. 
he really his play declined. Byron Wilson has been fantastic. And I think that's going to be a matchup. It's going to be really exciting to watch is Byron Murphy on Debo Samuel because Byron plays outside and slides into the slots when they when teams go with three wide. And so it'll allow that he's he's really been like in I think I saw the the stat on Wednesday on Twitter uh, from PFF that he is the number one graded cornerback in single coverage this year. But yeah, people Samuel has been having a monster year. They are number two. Uh, they're they're in the top five, I think, in pass passes broken up this year. Um, and so that that is, but you know, offensively, that is the last two areas that I worry about. Uh, San Francisco one is that particular matchup of Debo Samuel. I'm less worried if it's if Byron Murphy Andrews ends up covering him more. And number two is the Fort Anders run scheme because Kyle Shanahan has the best scheme to run in the game in the NFL, in my opinion. No one schemes, you know, the fact that he can literally get practically any running back into the game and be productive, whether it's a guy named Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, these guys that Raheem Mostert before anyone had ever heard of him, he turns into their number one back. Uh, that is the one in that. And the Cardinals have been, susceptible, uh, have been susceptible to the run early on this year. Um, that's especially early in games. Take away the, the, the game against Derrick Henry, where they only gave up eight, eight rushing yards to him in the first half. They've been especially early in games susceptible to the run, and if they do that, that'll make things easier. But I'm going to assume that Trey Lance is starting, despite what Kyle Shanahan says. It will make Trey Lance's life so much easier if play action looks like a run. No, we completely agree. I think things are happening too fast for Trey Lance. I think it was evident in the last game. He showed some brilliance of flashes, uh, or he showed some flashes of brilliance um, in extending the play. Um, and, yeah, you hit on great topics right there. Um, I want to get into the linebacker play. I think uh, the Cardinals have drafted two linebackers early, one last year, and, again, did they draft a linebacker early this year? Am I wrong? Yeah, that was first pick. First, yeah two picks. David Collins. Two first yeah. picks, right? So how are those linebackers doing for you guys, Jess? So far, Isaiah Simmons has been kind of what the Cardinals have hoped he would be. They use him in a lot of the roles. He plays off the ball. They've played him on the edge. They play him in coverage. Uh, that's that actually is going to be a fun matchup to watch because <laughs> that's, we're going to see quite a bit of Simmons on George Kittle. Um, and that's kind of why they drafted him. He's 6'4", 240. He runs under – he ran a 4'3", 40, 4'3", at the combine. And so he has the size to match up with Kittle and the speed to keep up with him. Um, he's been good. Zayvon Collins, our first-round pick, hasn't seen much time. And, in fact, as the season's gone along, his snap count has decreased. It's not because he's played poorly – but I, I think it has to do with trying to keep him in situations where he'll be successful. Um, obviously, he played in a smaller program at Tulsa. And the truth of the matter is Jordan Hicks has really got a stranglehold on that starting job right now and is, is making it hard to take him off the field. Um, Simmons and, and Hicks both grade poorly against the run so far this year. And that is probably Simmons' weakness. Uh, he's a great cover guy, how he moves. He still isn't as – he's not as confident. And sometimes a little more hesitant to hit the right gap. 
in the run game. But Saban probably won't see a lot. He only played four snaps against the Rams, and I think two or three of those came in garbage time. I would anticipate because of the motion-heavy offense that Shanahan runs that he's probably not going to see a lot of time on the field. Chris, you have any other questions for Jess? No, you kind of uh, – I was – I'm a defensive guy, so you guys kind of hit, hit all the uh, questions. Uh, for me, uh, I was going to ask them about uh, uh, about the secondary, uh, who they think about uh, Brian Murphy. Uh, I feel like he's having a breakout year. He's a, he's a playmaker that uh, we have to keep, a, keep an eye on on the offensive side uh, for us because he's out there making a uh, play, I think, what, two, three weeks in a row he's uh, got an interception? Definitely him and Buda Baker. Buda yeah, Baker is always going to be yeah. a tough guy to uh, to game plan against around, and don't forget they got JJ Watt also. J- has how has JJ Watt been this year, Jess? Statistically, he's not giving us anything. <laughs> he's only got a couple of tackles, and a couple of QB hits. That said, his impact is is noticeable. He's um, ESPN's pass rush win rate. He rates number three among defensive tackles, which is kind of surprised. He's getting pressure. In fact, you know, a lot of what he's done. So he's created plays for other players. Obviously, at $14 million a year, you're hoping to get more than just <laughs> impact without stats. But if you look at there's a perfect example of this the, against Jacksonville. The pick six that Byron Murphy had, that right. was a result of J.J. Watt. He sniffed out the flea flicker. He got into Trevor Lawrence's face, and it was because of what that Lawrence underthrew that ball because he couldn't he couldn't get he couldn't step into his throw completely. So the ball was underthrown. Byron undercut it. He makes the he makes the interception, and runs into touchdown. There's two or three plays like that this year. There's been several plays where his impact caused a play elsewhere, but nothing statistically shows up. My belief is that the sacks will come because that's a thing that generally happens and they'll probably come in bunches. But statistically, you look at what he's done, you say, what a waste of it. What a waste of $14 million Uh, between what he's done in the locker room to his impact on the field. It's been noticeable. And I think the numbers will come at some point. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, Jess, I got some quick hitters for you. Carson Palmer or uh, sure. or, or Court Warner? <sighs> I think, you know, as, as great the recency says, Carson Palmer. However, Carson Palmer's best year, he had that once. I'm, I would take Kurt Warner. He was an MVP level for multiple seasons. He's already a Hall of Famer. Carson's not going to smell this at the Hall of Fame. He's a, he was, at a, he was a, an elitely talented quarterback who had a pretty good career. So right. I would take Kurt. I think Chris will like this one. I think I think Chris will like this one. Adrian Wilson or Buda Baker? Ooh. I'm gonna take A dub. Yeah, man. There was some uh there were some really good matchups with Adrian Wilson and Frank Gore back in the day, man. Um, that's, tough. that's a tough one. I mean Adrian Wilson was uh he was a beast. Yeah, yeah. Well and he kind of changed so. What, what I like about him is he has the size as well in the ball skills. And if we're, if we're talking prime A-Dub with Buda Baker right now, I like Wilson just a little bit more. Wilson, I definitely Buda think is, Buda's arguably the best safety in the league. 
but Adrian Wilson was a transcendent player for that Cardinals defense for oh, a while. Yeah. I definitely think Adrian Wilson was above or uh, before his time. I think if he was playing right now, he'd be a great uh, outside linebacker. Um, yeah. uh, Hopkins or um, Anquan Bolden? Who's that? Who was the first uh, guy? Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah, I'd say D-Hop. Bolden, like, he seemed to – it's very interesting because he he won. Like, he seemed to win wherever he was. And he was kind of the heart and soul of the Cardinals team before they were a winning team. But Hop, Hopkins – Hopkins is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and Bolden probably won't get there. And so – Ooh, you yeah. don't think you'll get there, huh? I, I don't it, that's he could, but especially with the receivers of this generation, it's going to be really tough for him to get in because of the guys that have are much more prolific. He's got the winning, but the prolific numbers he doesn't have, and that's going to be hard to do, especially with the passing game, what it is now. Right. No, we're we're big uh, Anquan Bolden believers on this show, so. Oh, he's he was so great. It would have been interesting to see, you know, if we could have managed to keep Bolden and Fitz together somehow. Because <laughs> those two were a perfect complement for one another, dominant, dominant in different ways. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I miss uh, I miss Gankwan Bolden. I do. I was gonna say I did have one I did have a question for you that kind of uh popped up uh on me. Um sorry, um What's up with uh, Larry Fitzgerald? So he's officially retired, or is he kind of just like a wait and see? You know, like uh, maybe mid-November or something, December, he might uh, start showing up, working out? He's saying wait and see. He's saying he doesn't have the urge. I think he's he's he hasn't officially retired because there's really nothing he has to do because he wasn't, he's not under contract. He's a free agent now. He's a retired NFL player who doesn't want to admit that he's retiring. I think part of that is simply pride because he wants it to be on his terms. He doesn't want to keep asking about it. But if you look at it, if you look, he hasn't worked out. He's got a radio show now every week. He's spending a lot of time in his role with the Phoenix Suns as a, as a minority owner. He's doing a lot of things on the side. Um, yeah, if he were going to come back, he would have already come back because I don't see him. I don't see him doing the hanging on late in the year to try and clash on with the team for a playoff run. Um, and I think there's a, there's a number of things that go into that. I, he wasn't going to play for any other team, but he said that before. And I think this is the first time that the Cardinals weren't going to just pay him the nearly 12 million a year that they paid him for like the last eight years. And so he, if he was going to come back, he wants to win. That's, that's the main thing, but he doesn't want to be a cheerleader winning. He wants to play and play at a high level. It's a combination of, is he willing? Well, and, and the first thing, does he believe he can still play at a high level? His body physically, it, he couldn't move. He caught COVID. He missed the end of the year with an injury. And so first and foremost, does he believe he can still play at the level he expects himself to do? But beyond that, would he be willing to get paid significantly less in a much in a significantly lesser role in of the offense. And is he willing to do that for less money? 
probably not. And so he's he's ready to move on. The 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 choice was easy when they were paying him more than eleven million, almost twelve million a year. It's like and, and still featuring him. But now Hopkins, Green, Christian Kirk, he was going to be a number four receiver. And yeah, is he? Has he learned Fitzgerald finishing his career as a number four receiver? I, I can't. No, no I mean, there, there's too many receivers in that receiver room already. We talked about it. I don't think uh, Fitzgerald is even better than um, Isabella. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Larry Fitzgerald in that offense, that you can't take anything away from the type of play Ricky is. However, in this particular offensive scheme, having guys in the slot like Christian Kirk and, and Rondell Moore, who can who do their best work in space, can make plays in the horizontal game, it really unlocks features of the offense that they haven't had the last two years because they basically had a possession receiver in the slot. It's been good because you always have a reliable target to go to, but how this offense works, to, for it to work at, at optimal production, it's with speedy guys on the inside and not with a guy like Fitz. Right. Jamal, you got your hands up? Yeah, just <laughs> as a uh, Arizona State graduate, I'm sure you're a, a fan of the Sun Devils, right? I am. Awesome. Yeah, season ticket holders since 07. Got two of my degrees there. Damn. That's impressive. Yeah, congrats. Good question. Brandon Ayuk, I mean, you've seen him at Arizona State. What's going on with him? Why is he playing for us? I mean, can you t- elaborate for us? I mean, Shanahan saying he's down in the doghouse. I'm trying to explain these guys. Okay, he's I think you just, I'll need you to ask that again. I will I'll get cut out. Well, I was saying, um, I'm trying to explain to these guys that Ayuk's our best offensive weapon. Um, from your time at Arizona State watching him play, can you give us a little bit of you know, hindsight on him? Ayuk, he is a guy, you know, we've had some really, so Jalen Strong, Nikhil Harry, and Brendan Ayuk, they were all, hey, here's the Ayuk was the guy that we thought, we didn't think was as good as the other two, yet ended up being the more talented guy. I don't know what's going on with him and Sam Fran this year, because I, I know a guy that I trust, Kyle Madsen, who, who runs Niners Wire, he believed that Ayuk had all the makings of a top, of a number one receiver, that he'd be their top thing. I don't know what's going on this year with him. He's He was a late bloomer at ASU, but the athleticism mm-hmm. was partly because of the guys he was playing behind, because he's playing behind Jalen Strong and Nikhil Harry, who were, you know, who were monsters athletically with great athletic ability, with great leaps. Um, but, yeah, I... I I was very actually quite bummed <laughs> to see the Forty Niners get Ayuk because I wanted to root for Ayuk, and if I'm rooting for Ayuk, then I, I can't really root for him because that means the Forty ers are doing well, and that's 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 goes against the core of my soul. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, he was a great player. He was he was a very good player. I didn't believe he was going to be a great pro player. But I know he projected that he could be if he continued to improve. Season's still early. It's just the early season. Right. Yes, time. So, sophomore corrected. slump. Sophomore slump is real. Um, Jess, last question. We'll let you go. What do you think the final score of Sunday's matchup will be against the Cardinals and the 49ers? I don't I think been, 
you're not going to like this. I think the oh. Cardinals are going to roll. <laughs> I think the Cardinals are going to roll. They're going to be 34. They're going to win this 34 to 17. I don't think the 49ers are equipped to to slow that offense. And with Trey Lance, I'm assuming it's going to be Trey Lance. He will make one or two turnovers. That'll be the difference. I think the 49ers will be able to move the ball some, but they won't be able to keep up with that Cardinals offense. And that secondary is going to get tested a lot by the passing game. No, I, I thank you, Jess, for coming on the show, keeping it honest and giving us the hindsight, the insights of the Cardinals, and maybe we could do it again later on the season. All right, sounds good. I'm hoping to do it. All right, thanks, Jess. All right, take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Chris and Chris, what do you think about Jess's uh, prediction about the 34-17? Also, does anything that um, Jess had told you scares you about the matchup, changes your mind? Where, where's your headspace at right now against the matchup against the Cardinals? Uh, it's still the same, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I know they're an explosive offense. Um, that's the part I'm not really worried about. I mean, you know, that's the obvious. The Cardinals, you know, they're going to throw the ball maybe 40 to 50 times a game. You know, Colin Murray's uh, averaging, you know, over 300 yards, you know, a game. Um, but honestly, like I said, I stick to it on Sunday. I still feel the same way on Wednesday. Feel the same way on Friday, and I'll feel the same way on Sunday. I, I'm thinking the Niners might pull upset. Um, I think uh, Trey Lance is going to have, you know, like I said, if he, if he is the guy uh, for this week, I think he's taking all the reps. I think he has a mindset going in as a starter. He'll be uh, mentally prepared to play a whole 60-minute ball game. Uh, I don't see him maybe turn the ball over. He might be uh, more uh, cautious, you know, but at the same time, he might just go out there and ball out. Uh, I'll take the turnover or two if he's uh, out there making plays. So my prediction on the score, I think it's going to be the 49ers 28, and I would say the Cardinals, I'm looking at maybe 17, maybe 21. All right, all right, Jamal, back to you. Uh, what do you think about what Jess had to say? Does it change your mind about the outcome of the game? Uh, do the Cardinals scare you a little bit? What do you think the final score is going to be? And that, that was pretty cool. Sorry, I was kind of in and out with the uh... – with them on there, but I had some more questions about Arizona State. Couldn't get to it. But, uh, man, he knows his shit, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> I think we need to pick up our game up a little bit because he came well prepared. Well, he's Very got a check mark this. next to his name on Twitter for a reason. Bro, he's been doing yeah, that's and, yeah. and he's a media credential guy, and he's been doing this for 10 years. We've been doing it for, what, 10 months? 10 seconds. Give or take. Give or take. We got a lot of pods, but, no, I was impressed with that guy. Uh, that's goals, you know, that just – uh, just Root was, yeah, he could tell he was, uh, like you said, he, he got two degrees, you know, he was a smart guy, you know, he's, uh, well, he had his, a lot of shit, his shit together, you know, all his ducks in a row, but, you know, I, I, I was cool, you know, uh, to get the, the enemy's perspective, you know, respectfully. The man, the, the man is a uh, Kurt Warner to our Trey Lance, so. Jamal, your or, prediction, though. Yeah, no, he was informative, man. I liked him. Uh, he's, uh, he's my role model now because <laughs> he, he was on it. But uh, listen, man, he, everything he said was right, though. Uh, Cardinals are a very scary team, averaging over 30 points a game. We're kind of sputting right now. I'd like to say, I could say, uh, you know, we're going to have the upset. But, um, you know, follow, I'll have to follow him and his advice. I can see him putting up easily 38 points. And uh, I don't know if Trey Lance is putting up double digits, honestly. Uh, I, I can see it being kind of a, a low-scoring game for on our side, at least. Yeah. What do you think the final score will be? Let's go. I hate to say it, but 38 to 10. 
Yeah. 38 to 10, don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Um, well, let's talk about uh, what's going on with this injury reports. And we haven't touched on it. Uh, last time when all three of us got together, Jimmy G was talking about that he's going to be out for two weeks. And we're thinking, like, maybe his Achilles is messed up. But now Shanahan saying it is a contusion, which is a bruise. And then uh, Jimmy said today that it's a sprain. He said on Sunday that he should be out two weeks the least amount of time he's looking at something at two weeks and the shanahan says he's day-to-day jamal is this an episode of days of our lives or what is going on i've never heard that show in my life i don't know what you're referring <laughs> to i'm a man but, yeah, that's um, it. bro this kind of feels like the uh, trend bulky days man like who, what the hell's going on can we just get one report for one side of the organization we got jimmy g saying some bullshit and kyle saying some bullshit I just want, who's starting on Sunday? I got to sit my fantasy roster, man. I think they're uh, trying to keep the Cardinals at bay. They're trying to give that hope that they might see Jimmy G. Bro, they ain't scared of Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> I true that. They don't give a damn who's starting. I uh, yeah. I seen this. I seen a clip from Bruce Miller today. Uh, he was in that you know that Foodie Niner studio they have at the stadium. Um, yes. He said that I think he let the cat out of the bag and he said that Trey Lance that uh, is showing improvement and that Trey Lance shows what great quarterbacks do and that's makes unscripted plays. And that's what they expect out of him on Sunday. And so he I think running for his really life like, on Sunday though. Say again. He was running for his life. It's like self-defense out there. Yeah. Did I, did I say Bruce Miller? I said you shake. You shake. I said that. Yeah. He said Bruce Miller. Yeah. You shake. Two, two a.m. East Coast time. What's, what's fullback you going 49 or 44? The juice. <laughs> 44. Always. Always 44. Right. Uh, and so then we got Trent Williams day to day with a shoulder. Uh, Jamal did call that was a shoulder injury. That's uh, encouraging. We thought it'd be something serious. Yeah. So he is day to day with a shoulder injury. And then a couple other people. Um, uh, Elijah Mitchell is still not back at full uh, contact yet. So that kind of worries me a little bit. I think they ran the shit out of him those first two weeks of the season. I don't think his body was ready for that uh, NFL pounded. No. Nah. It was great back. So uh, well, hopefully, man. I mean, I, I I didn't think at one point in the season we'd be uh, begging for Elijah Mitchell to come back, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. And even though we're only two and two, it sounds bad. And then, um, my man. Uh, <laughs> well, in preseason, if you told me I'd want Josh Norman back on the on the team, I'd be like Josh Norman. You know, and Josh Norman uh practiced today, uh, not full contact, but looks like he's gonna be back this week. So I think that'll help our secondary a lot. Which the secondary leads the league in pass interference. So yeah, yeah some of those are not good calls though. I feel like you know, a couple in that Green Bay game, kind of was like, uh, I know it's Aaron Rodgers, I know it's Devontae Adams, but come on now, help us out. Yeah, all calls are no good calls. That are on the 49ers, I agree. Yes, sir. So I am very worried, guys. I am very worried about Sunday's matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, like he said. There has not been a defense to be able to stop these guys. I think a defense with Aaron Darnold and Jalen Ramsey would have figured it out, but that's not the case. You know what I mean? So we're showing up with uh, DJ Jones and uh, Josh Norman. Uh, E-Man's good, though, but you know what I mean? Who are you gonna we got do? Warner. We got Warner. We got Warner and all that, but they got weapons on weapons. I mean, you know, look at that wide receiver room. I mean, you got Hopkins, you got A.J. Green, you got Rondo Moore. I feel like I'm forgetting Christian Kirk. You know what I mean? And then they got Max Williams. Who's like the number three ranked tight end now? Is this and then they got two dynamic running backs? Is this crazy? It's crazy. The pass rush does not get there. We're screwed. Um, I asked, I asked um, 
uh, Jess, about the linebacker play because I think that's where Shanahan uh, excels at the most on offense. He exploits linebacker play. So they have two below average linebackers, as Jess uh, pretty much alluded to, to the run game. They can cover well, they can run with anybody, but they cannot stop the run. So I think if it is Trey Lance, we're going to see a lot of uh, quarterback runs, uh, quarterback misreads. Uh, uh, you're gonna, your defensive ends are, or your outside linebackers are going to have to respect Trey Lance's speed. I think that's going to open up some more holes for us in the running game. If we can control the clock, if we can control the clock, if we can keep running the whole game, I think we might be able to squeak one out. But I got us losing 28 to 14. Two touchdowns, 28-14. My, my co-host, this ain't shit. <laughs> they, they got us losing. This is a couple 49, fellas. But now, nah, I, I respect it, but I, I think the Niners are going to show up. I think so. I think uh, they're going to show up. I think uh, if, if Trey Lance does get the start, I think he'll add an extra little little jump start to the offense. And the defense is going to, you know, you know, Tamiko uh, Ryan's going to have him fired up. You know, he's like, we got the kid out there today, so we're going to need some extra plays, you know. I need that D line to, you know, step it up. I need the DBs to step it up. The secondary, you know, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we need to, maybe switch it up a little bit. Maybe get my guy the funk out there. I know I'm preaching and reaching, but I think he'll be uh he'll add a dynamic uh, aspect to our offense or our defense, especially with uh offense like Arizona's. The guy that we left off the uh the injury report is George Kittle, who's also day to day with a knee. I'm surprised that he didn't tear anything in the knee. Jamal, what do you think? I don't know what to think, man. Uh, <laughs> if I see Jimmy G out there throwing another pass to Jimmy uh, Kittle like that, I'm going to lose it. I feel like he's doing it on purpose now at this point. I think he might have did that on purpose. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think he might have done it. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be gone in a week or two. So. Don't, don't be that guy. I mean, we all know that Jimmy G can't hit a barn door. You know what I mean? It Don't be that guy. I'm going to have to I be. hope not. I He – he tried to hit him in the chest, and the ball sailed on him like always. You know what I mean? That's he's that's what it is. He's not trying to, he's not trying to hurt Kittles. But if I was Kittles, I'd be like, dude, are you serious? I mean, like you're shortening the man's career. Like honestly, you're shortening mm-hmm. the man's career two two seasons in a row. Yeah, no, so, that's true. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see Trey Lance. By far, he didn't have a a great game. You know what I mean? He didn't come out there looking like a like a NFL starting quarterback, but he did things that was off script, and maybe he can pull enough plays where but I it was, am. It was I am encouraging though. His gameplay yeah. was encouraging. We it weren't like, oh damn, we we fucked up taking number two overall. It was, hey, there's something we could build off here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, he needs to stop pressing a little bit. Everything doesn't need to be a fastball. Balls are sailing on him too. Yeah, you got. Yeah, man, give the kids some reps. Give him some practice. Yeah, he's getting. He got all the first team reps today. So there you go. I'm, you know it's gonna be Lance and Ayuk. They're gonna be going off on Sunday. Ah, uh, I think no one score any Debo. points, but they'll be going off. And and, and your boy Debo. Oh, no. and, and your boy Debo. I got I got Debo. I got Debo and Lance starting most of my teams. <laughs> you say that with a smile. Yeah, I got them. Oh, you got them scoring two touchdowns, though, huh? That's why he's like going for. Yeah, after the leagues that we're in. Yeah, that's the ultimate homer, man. Hey, uh, so I got the uh, 2014 Niners Cardinals game going on right now, and my man Dante Johnson is over here getting burned by Malcolm Floyd. Hey, but he is still in the league getting <laughs> checks. Did you say 2014? 2014, boy, he, he just he just gave him a touchdown. You know, you know what you're gonna get when you get the game. Last Sunday, bro was getting toasted. 
<laughs> what'd you what'd you say, Jamal? No, I'm saying you know what you're gonna get when he's out there. Like, all right, man, he's gonna get burnt, but who's who? Who's he's playing? He's he's wearing he, number 36 he, right now. I don't, I don't 36? get it. 36. Yeah, that fool's got like four different numbers with us. I don't get it, man. I I don't get Dante Johnson as a 49er. He he looked the part. He probably looked when one of practice players. He looked good. And, you know, walkthroughs, you know, shorts and t shirt. You know, he knows yeah. the scheme. He does a little breakdown. Scheme. He knows his scheme. He, he looks good, and then again, the game was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Tash, who'd you rather have, Dante Johnson and his prime, or Sherman oh. right now? Uh, I had Dante Johnson in his prime. I don't even think Dante Johnson ever reached his prime. Hey, man, Sherman looked rough. I went yeah, back and did. watched that game. Sherman looked rough. Yeah. He was getting abused out there. He looked He looked like uh, he was assigned a week, like, three or four days ago. <laughs> could you imagine Could you imagine being in that cornerback room and be like, what the hell? This dude's starting over me? I can do that. I can give up catches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess he was trying to coach him up, too, when he first got there. I was yeah. – uh, I was reading something saying that uh, he was uh, out there trying to be like a player coach. But I'm like, you got to perform it for guys to listen to you. Yeah. You others do exactly what I'm not doing. <laughs> do the yeah, opposite, y'all. <laughs> yeah, don't get burnt. Anything else that we missed out, guys? Uh, Jordan uh, Matthews is back. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Maybe we'll start winning. He's like uh, the Dante Johnson on the offense. Well, that, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> That might not be a good thing if Jordan Matthews is back. That means Kittles might not be playing. But shit, they down put a, a down a downpour in the offense. The Kittles not out there. Oh, uh, who, who are you gonna throw the ball to? Are you Debo? I mean, they're gonna triple Debo if Kittles not on the field. You know what I mean? And you got the juice. Use check. Yeah, he's a he's a valuable weapon. He's a fullback, an old school throwback fullback where he, you know he can get five or six touches a game. That's like that's where we've come to as an offense that we are saying that Yushek is gonna get more balls than Ayuk. So damn, that's <laughs> hey, but that's the truth. That, that's the the, the the our truth right now. Okay, look, I mean, honestly, yeah, we don't match up well, right? But let's say if we win, we go into the bye three and two. Jamal, how are you feeling at three and two? And we beat a four and zero Arizona Cardinals team. Man, we feeling feeling real good and going to our bye week. <laughs> Or we can call Jess up real quick. Like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> he going to he he leave us on red. <laughs> he ain't going to answer. 30, he said 38, 14. 38, 38 14. God, man. He, 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 lucky, lucky he wasn't in person saying that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, hey, I, man, he, he was cool. He's a true friend of the pod. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Our first official friend. Yeah. He's like Tom, like Tom of MySpace. He's Did a, he follow he's us on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> He's our, he's our first check mark. Yeah, we're verified. Not that yet, huh? We're not verified yet. No, we're not verified yet. He gets to go no, to Cardinals. It's a matter of time, though. It's a matter of time. He, he, gets, on, he, gets, he gets paid to I'm go to Cardinals games. We have to pay for tickets to go to Niner games. Well, shit, we're not, uh, you know, got two degrees and, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Arizona State alumni and we're a booster and all this shit. Probably putting money into the. Into the program, we we ain't putting nothing. We ain't even buying a program. We're strong at now. I was just about to ask him that too. Homeboy's out of the league, man. I I remember him. I remember him, and I forgot all about him. Yeah, I I remember in Arizona State. I think he played for. uh, Oh man, that's a that's a million dollar question right there. No, that's the team he played for the Texans. Oh, Texans. See, I knew it started. Yeah, I was like, man, Watson and Strong together. It's a wrap. Oh yeah, never happened. Never, D-Hop never found a Robin. 
and Texans for sure. All right, we're getting way too much offline. Um, Joe, take us out. How's it go? Jimmy time Sula, Jimmy time Sula. <laughs> Open up my shirt. Like Jimmy Tom Sula Got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula <laughs>